Okay, I can't not mention this because it's going to drive me crazy. I'm an absolute audio snob, and I hate the fact that today's podcast sounds a little janky. When we were recording, I think it, I just had the wrong mic setting to cho- choose, chose to did choosing it. And yeah, so it's going to sound kind of weird at some parts in today's show. I apologize. You may not even notice the difference, but I would, and it's driving me crazy. So anyway, here's today's show. Do you feel like when it comes to your in-laws, sometimes you just got to bite your tongue and shut up? Because it's not even worth it. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not even worth bringing up some things that are happening. I mean, some things for sure. But I feel like there's like there's a way bigger gray category where you're like, you know what? It's, it's just not worth starting a fight over. Well, I can tell you there we have one listener to this podcast that is really <laughs> she has found herself consistently being triggered by one specific thing that her sister-in-law is saying. And before Thanksgiving, she's like, is it worth me confronting her over this or would it cause too much drama? You can help decide with today's Ask My Mom. Welcome to our podcast. Hi, my name's Kramer, and I am proud to admit that I am a mama's boy. You're not just any mama's boy. You're a certified mama's boy. And this is the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. What's up? Hi. Yeah, we uh, are this uh, this weekly podcast called Certified Mama's Boy. And I'm, I'm thankful that you are here, by the way. I don't take it to, for granted. There are a gajillion podcasts in the world now. And uh, you, you could have pressed play on any one of them. But you chose this one today. It was not just by choice or routine. Well, maybe routine. But it wasn't just by, you know, you didn't just by accident stumble across this podcast. So thank you for pressing play. Really appreciate that. We're a podcast that's based in three principles. Live, laugh, love your mom. That means we live our lives out loud. We laugh a lot and we love my mom. My co-host, Nancy Yancey. Hi, mom. Hi, honey. None of us like this time change, right? No. Hate like, it. I don't, I don't care which way we change. And I always feel like that one way is going to be more beneficial than the other. Mm-hmm. But then we change and I'm like, I don't I don't like this. Like, I don't, I, I, my body feels so off right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, by the time you're listening to this, I'm not sure when you'll actually check this out, but this, we're recording this the day of the time change. And I uh, feel cranky. I feel irritable. I mean, I've felt that way for a while now, but uh, mm-hmm. more so than the normal. I don't, I don't, I have not slept well. I didn't take a nap today because my body's a little confused on what time it actually is. You know, my brother was texting our families that the dogs don't know what time they're supposed <laughs> to eat anymore. You know, like it's just... <laughs> It's just haywire. And I, I still don't feel like, do we really know the real reason of why we do this? Well, I don't think so. You know, it used to be agricultural reasons, but I don't know if that's true anymore or not. I feel like there's like eight reasons floating around of like why we actually do the time change. And I don't even know if I believe any of them. Yeah, agriculturally, that would make no sense. I would argue that why don't we just tell the farmers to wake up a little bit later? Well, they can't, they can't direct the sun. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. But why can't they start their day at a different time? How many people, what percentage of the, of the world of, far, of the U.S. are farmers? And I listen, I, I get know. it. If you're listening in Arizona right now, it was my favorite thing about living in Arizona was you were like, I don't have a deal with that riffraff. Mm-hmm. Like it makes no sense of why all of us have got to go through all this stupid change. Mm-hmm. Is Arizona the only state that doesn't change? I think there's one other one too. Mm. I remember off the top of my head. Okay. But anyway, you should know. I mean, I I don't want to bring up like 
Here's some radio facts for you. Um, <laughs> but today, every time there's a time change, we have to like, we, on the show. We always talk about like what this week does to people. Mm-hmm. Just so you know, this is actually it's very detrimental to change your life by one hour. Mm-hmm. Um, four ways that time shift can change your health. Number one, you can get cluster headaches. Wow. Uh, about a six to eight week cycle, people have more than this time of year, right? Theories because part of our brain that generates cl- uh, cluster headaches uh, also manages our circadian rhythm. So you may get more headaches this time of year because of the time change. Uh, seasonal mm-hmm. affect disorder kicks in for a lot of people. You're getting less sunlight, so it makes sure you're obviously getting more sun. It can be bad with uh, people with Alzheimer or dementia, uh, dementia because they tend to be more affected by the shifts in their sleep schedules. So it can make their symptoms worse. Wow, yeah. And strokes and heart attacks. Springing yeah, forward in March has a bigger effect, but there's a small spike this time of year too. Our bodies just don't seem to like we mess with our internal clocks. Mm-hmm. So like, why? Like, why mm-hmm. are we doing this? I don't, is there anyone that actually likes the time change? Mm-hmm. I'm, and I'm going to Google this again because I feel we talk about this every year, but I don't even remember. Like why? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to ask the angle too. Why in the fuck do we change time? That's what I'm Googling. Do we change time? Um... Okay, so here we go. You ready? This is a completely different reason. Apparently, yeah. daylight savings time was first implemented in the U.S. as a Standard Time Act of 1918. It's a wartime measure for seven months during World War One, in the interest of adding more daylight hours to conserve energy resources. Hmm. That okay. was actually, I guess, the real reason of why we changed time. Oh, okay. Back in 1918, uh-huh. literally... 1918, they w- wanted to have a seven-month thing that apparently we just never got over. Mm. By the way, um, it is a myth that daylight savings time was created to um, to benefit farmers. Oh. And the truth of the matter is the agriculture industry actually lobbied against daylight savings time in 1919. Some believe mm. that it was actually the farmers that became associated with daylight savings time, even though they were actually had nothing uh, involved at all. And they were actually against it in the first place. Wow. So well, that's news to me. All that's, that's news to me. Everybody literally has a different reason mm-hmm. of why. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, in 1907, there was a waste of daylight pamphlet that was published. <laughs> um, <laughs> and this was this actually was happening over in London. Um, this guy apparently who did it died of the flu before daylight saving time became a law, um, but. It was uh, simply put when it was put when he was writing about the, how important this was, and they say maybe this had some effect of it. Nineteen oh seven, when it was written, uh, it was to change the clocks to make better use of our natural daylight in the mornings. But that mm. was really had nothing to do with anything about farmers at all. So, hmm. well, let's just you and I agree there is no good reason. There's no <laughs> reason in Arizona. Like there's there's uh, you know honestly I don't I don't agree with your heat. And I do agree completely with you guys. We're like, why are we doing this? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. every other state, I know there's one other state. I can't remember who it is, but I know there's mm-hmm. a, literally two of the states have figured it out. And y'all are one of them. that We just wow. can't seem to like quite get our act together. You know, I guess Congress has more to do these days than to worry about the time change. I guess. <laughs> Wish they could get that together too, you know? <laughs> Of course, okay. they can't seem to do anything, but that's another subject for that's another fine. podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Okay. Question. Would you take, would you make, we'll say make a $6,000 investment to feel better? Would you make a $6,000 investment to feel better? 
And I say investment because you might see your money back, but there's a probably better chance you won't than you will. Because I'm stuck with this one right now, man. I'm having a, t- I'm, I'm just, I'm having a day. And I think a lot of it, well, I don't think a lot of it has to do with daylight savings time. Because if you've been listening consistently, you know I've been having a lot of days. I'm just not feeling good. Um, still not feeling good. And I can fake it pretty well for the radio show, but I don't think I, have, I don't feel like I have to fake it for you guys, right? And I'm mm-hmm. sure by now, if you're just hopping into our podcast, I uh, was attacked. Uh, it was seven weeks ago to the day, and I have been dealing with a concussion, which has been very tricky. Um, they're tricky; they're really tricky. And everyone's concussions are a little bit different, uh, but really, what I'm dealing with right now is eye strain, eye pain, uh, and focusing issues. And it's, uh, it's frustrating. You can imagine how basically doing simple things will absolutely strain my eyes very fast. And I kind of, I basically walk around all day with some level of eye pain, um, and have now for, you know, for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. So it's frustrating, very frustrating. Um, and I went back to the doctor on Friday and, She's happy with my progress because a lot of my dizziness, I would say 90% of my dizziness is, is gone away, which is great. Mm-hmm. But my eyes just aren't really quite catching up to speed. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, I recommend that you start vision therapy now. So on top of, and by the way, I had four doctor's visits last week, right? Hmm. Um, I've got four this week as well. So I just need you to understand, like on top of my already kind of crazy schedule, I don't feel good. I'm having to do limited hours of work, but almost about the same amount of work. Uh, and then I'm not sleeping well because I'm, I'm also as like time's going on, I'm starting to get more and more scared for some reason in my oh. house by myself. And I don't really know why that's getting worse, but, no. um, that's not your problem. That's for my therapist to figure out. That's just, mm-hmm. I, I just, I found myself tossing and turning and being, um, yeah, I was being pretty unsettled at night mm-hmm. and I'm usually okay during the day. For some reason it gets dark outside and I just started to get a little nervous. So just being in my own home, which sucks, but mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, so, you know, I'm, I, uh, when there's this thing called the Maryland, basically it's a, uh, I don't know the official name. I think it's, it's like a compensation act for people that are assaulted. Right. And apparently they're supposed to pay or reimburse you for medical bills. Now, if you've ever dealt with any state agency ever, um, for any reason, for any reason. Mm-hmm. And some of you may be a state worker. I mean, no offense by this. I think it's mostly blaming on the system, not the people. Right. But you ever been to the post office before? <laughs> <laughs> or you ever, the, you ever lost a package from the post office? Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just that mm-hmm. I, I think that, that government agencies have a reputation because they or had a problem with your tax return. Oh, yeah. Or have a problem with your tax return, try to get somebody on the phone. You ever had that happen before? <laughs> I mean, it's just some of these things can be a nightmare, right? Mm-hmm. So I am honestly, I'm just kind of swiping away on my credit card right now um, with physical therapy, with my, you know, last week I easily spent, let me think, like maybe four or $500 last week mm. um, in just doctor's visits. Wow. And I'm all just hoping that, you know, this is all going to state of Maryland is going to pay for all this. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't really know enough about the program. So I called last week and I'm like, Hey, so I've got this outstanding hospital bill. That's my first bill. Right. And they're basically now it's been 60 days and they're like, Hey, yo, what's up? You're going to pay this or not. Mm-hmm. And I, so I called them and then, then the guy, I mean, just as nonchalant as anybody else I've talked to over there. And now I have a, cause I have a case number now, so we're getting somewhere, but I have a, what would you call it? Like he, the guy's in charge of my claim. Um, an advocate. 
I don't know. I don't know. I don't I wouldn't say advocate's not the right word for this guy. Okay. Um, but he's the guy that's in charge of my claim. And so okay. he literally was you like, a clerk. yeah, I got a guy that's going to just, I got, a, I got a guy I can, I can call it now. I guess. Right? Uh-huh. So I call him on Thursday and I'm like, Hey, you know, I just, so I've got this outstanding bill for the hospital. Um, and I, you know, can you guys just pay it instead of me paying it? And then you having to reimburse me. He's like, uh, what's your claim number? He's like, oh, yeah. he's like, wow. Because I, the way I explained it to him is, I was like, you know, I, I submitted paperwork about six weeks ago, and I really don't have any, you know, much progress. And so he's like, what's your case number? Looks at W. Oh, wow, yeah, your your case. You know, this is this is really really new. And mm. so that just gave me the inkling that mm. this is not a this is not going to be a quick process, right? Uh-huh. Like. Like he, he made it seem like, why in the world would I be calling after two months <laughs> of literally no kind of correspondence? <laughs> um, so I, you know, he's like, well, yeah, just, just go ahead and send the bill over. And I'm like, okay. Um, so that was okay because they billed me after the problem is with most doctor's visits is they want, obviously they all my physical therapies. They want to collect copay, you know, at time of service. So right. I'm just having to charge. And, you know, when I talked to this woman originally, she said, you can just save your receipts and submit them, you know, as you go, or, you know, just basically save them up and then submit them, you know, like bulks at a time if you want to. Uh-huh. But I don't, so I'm, I'm like asking this guy on Thursday, all these questions. I'm like, well, you know, he, first of all, they, they've all told me the exact same thing. I'm sure there's probably a whiteboard with like this underline, which is like, don't promise any kind of timeline uh-huh. because, they literally all say, we can't tell you any kind of timeline. It's, it's literally a spiel. It's like, we can't tell you any kind of timeline. Please mm-hmm. understand that we are dealing with all the assaults in the case uh, in the state of Maryland. So mm-hmm. we can't quote you any kind of time, but just know that we're working on your, we're working on your stuff. Mm-hmm. So I don't have any kind of timeline, right? Um, so, okay. So now keep in mind, I'm spending about uh, between two and, and $500 a week now for the last, who wow. knows, right? I'm just spending, 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 spending. And so thir- uh, Friday, when I go back from my concussion doctor, uh, she was like, you know, I mean, things are, you know, there's a lot of positives here. It's just that your eyesight's not really catching up to speed. She's like, I recommend you go do, do vision therapy. And the first thing that hit me was like, shit, I don't, I don't know that I can fit in. Like just, just a, every day, literally I have a doctor's visit, right? Like it's just mm-hmm. literally there's a doctor's visit or a physical therapy appointment or something, right? Yeah. It's more of just like, oh, I'm so burnt yeah. out of like having to go to a doctor every single day. It's like beyond frustrating. Mm-hmm. So And I'm sure none of them are close. Right. No, of course not. They're all they're all at least 30, 45 minutes from my house. So yeah. not too far, but still far enough to be annoying, especially when driving makes your eyes hurt. So Yeah, exactly. I'm uh, so I'm like, okay, vision therapy. She's like, oh no, I think this is really gonna help you, blah, 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 blah. So on Monday, I uh I get a call from this vision therapy that place. Now, keep in mind, there's only about three vision therapy places in the whole state of Maryland that, that, that do vision therapy. I don't even really know what it is. I'm not sure. But anyway, there's only three people in the state that do it, right? Mm-hmm. And they said, okay, well, bad news. Um, we don't accept your insurance. Mm-hmm. So you're, she's like, but don't worry. We're going to give you a discount. It will only cost you $144 a visit. Wow. And by the way, just so you know, the regular rate um, is 160. So yeah. <laughs> I thought, oh, wow, man. that must be a deep discount you're giving me. Mm-hmm. It's literally sixteen dollars. Wow. Anyway, uh, so I'm like, um, okay, well, 
Mm. You know, could you recommend? Well, no, I ask the question. I say, well, how many visits mm-hmm. would it take? Yeah. And she said, typically between 24 and 40 visits. Okay. So Whew. let's do, let's do the math on this. Okay. So at $144 at 24 visits, that's 3456, three, almost $3,500 mm-hmm. at thir- uh, at uh, 40 visits at $144 a piece. That's 57,000, I mean, $5,700 basically, 5760, wow. right? Uh, so I'm like, okay, well, there's obviously got to, maybe these other people take my insurance. I call the next place and they say, uh, no, we don't take any insurance whatsoever. Oh, I said, well, damn. All right. Well, obviously this last place will be the place then, right? Like they'll, they'll be, they'll be helpful. Mm-hmm. Oh no, we don't take any. In, uh, and by the way, the second place, their, their visit's $150 a, a oh. visit, right? Mm-hmm. Third person. Oh no, we don't take any insurance at all. It's $150 a visit. Plus it's a $575, uh, it, it, equipment fee or something up front, basically upfront fee of $575. Whoa, <laughs> Whoa no. So uh-uh. I go back to my, con- my concussion doctor. I'm like, listen, we're talking. And, and again, the state may pay me one day, but uh-huh. they may, I, I don't, I have no, I, I don't feel good about it. Right. And so I've known mm-hmm. that the, the last things have been on my insurance and I'm like, okay, like maybe this will, you know, you know, I, I know that some of these things aren't going to be covered, but now I'm going to add another $150 a week to the, to the equation, mm-hmm. basically 24 to 40 weeks. And by the way, if you do the math on that, that's literally what that's almost three fourths of a year that like it might take. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I, so I said, I don't know. And she's like, well, your eyes would probably eventually get better, but I have absolutely no idea to tell you how long that would take. I mean, mean it could without be their treatment, without the treatment, like she's like, eventually your eyes will figure it out and it will get back on track. But like I'm walking around, let's just say with like a level, I mean, right now they're bad. Let's just say this is probably the worst they get. And it's probably like a six out of 10. So Mm -hmm. here's the question. What would you do? Mm -hmm. Are you going to drop $3,700 in hopes of getting it back to feel better or knowing that like eventually it will probably get better? Mm -hmm. I mean, 37 up to 57, right? So anywhere Mm -hmm. between 35 and, you know, $6,000. Are you going to put that money down? Or are you going to say maybe this will just get better? Mm. Knowing that like you're already and that listen, that's just for that one therapy. I'm hoping that all, all these physical therapy visits are forty dollars a piece of my insurance right now. And they are um they're covered by insurance, but with co the copay is forty dollars and I have to go twice to three times a week. Wow. Um my therapy visits are $140 a visit. My regular doctor's visits are, are $40. Um, so yeah, it adds up to, you know, three, $400. Mm-hmm. Would you do it? It hopes that the state pays you back. Mm. You know, I think if you have the money and you do that, I would do it only because, you know, your eyes are important. Yeah, it's frustrating. You don't want to be you don't want to be doing this a year from now, hoping that your eyes are going to get better. I mean, if they have a pretty high success rate, 
I, mean, I don't know anything I know about the success rate. I'm not sure anything about a success rate. I'm not, I know I'm there's no guarantees, but right. you know, I yeah, if it were me, I would go for it. I'm just honestly like my depression with this is really bad right now. Yeah, I know it's it really is. bad. I'm yeah. not doing well. Um, and I know I say that every podcast, but I just, I feel like it's the only place I can say that because I can't really talk about it on the radio show. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And I'm just, I'm just like depressed over it. I'm just, yes. you have to understand, like, mm-hmm. it all comes back to like why this happened in the first place, right? Like mm-hmm. I didn't ask to go get hit. And I know that's mm-hmm. not like um, the right way to look at it, but it's just frustrating when you know that like something bad happened to you. Mm-hmm. And then now it's my responsibility to like yeah. make this right. And it's just, it, to me, it's like not about the sto- stolen phone anymore. You know, like it's not about no. the stolen phone. No. It's like, I just want my life back, man. You know, like I just want to like feel okay again. I just want to be able to like look at a screen and not like have my eyes melt out of my head. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to go to work and like not leave feeling like pain every day. Right. <sighs> yeah. I, know, I just don't right. think it's fair that I've got to spend thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars, even if it's not even my own money. Right. Let's say the state does pay me back. Yeah. I mean, it's not fair. I mean, but life's not fair. We know that. I, know. Yeah. I don't know. Frustrated today. Yeah. Uh, I'd love your feedback, though. Like, honestly, if you've got mm. feedback on any of this stuff, you know, even I always say, God, I, I hope that if anything, this these microphones give me, it's access to a lot of people. And I don't know, maybe you've heard of this before. Maybe you know something about eye therapy. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you know somebody mm-hmm. that, you know. Has been through that. Has been through this or knows something or I don't know. Or maybe you just got two cents. I don't know. Ever, anytime you want to reach out, you know. Mm-hmm. I'd love to hear from you. 888-Kramer8. 888-Kramer8. Okay, let's do a quote for the week, Mom. What do we have? Okay. Um, it's from Gandhi. Glory lies in the attempt to reach one's goal and not in reaching it. And, you know, that is so true. I mean, right now your goal is to get well, right? So there's not much glory in that, I have to admit. But if you, if you have a goal, um, a life goal, um, whether it's about a relationship or a job or whatever, you know, and you look back on it after you've you've made it, so to speak. And you look back and you say, wow, this is great to be in this place now, but it was really a lot more fun trying. It's almost like when you're dating and the beginning is mo- the most fun because it's flirtatious. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't tell me that. <laughs> Why would I go any further? <laughs> I mean, it just is, you know, because nothing's real. And you can imagine what it could be like. You don't really know the reality. It's all just a fantasy game in the beginning. <laughs> but when you do reach your goal and you look back, you really realize that the glory did come in the process. It was all in the process. Um, yeah, I guess. That you oh, wow. I know. <laughs> I know During, you're not I don't, feeling. I want to. I want to be feeling able to, glorious today. Yeah, I want to be able to withhold my commentary yeah. on the quotes until I feel better. You can do that because you know I'm just going to be like, wow, <laughs> no. But I mean, I can. I mean, we can talk about the divorce. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I'm glad we talk about that. Yeah. 
Exactly. No, but seriously, you know, like, like in all seriousness, like mm-hmm. it was the thing. It wasn't necessarily like this end goal of like, okay, now I'm a divorce guy. It's like all these weird, random paths that led from the divorce to where I am today. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks for checking out our, our Thursday show called more mama's boy. In case you don't know, we have a whole separate podcast uh, that's available for certified fans. Uh, that's our Thursday show. And I kind of wanted to know your two cents, mom, uh, in case you didn't listen to it. Uh, I brought my brother on. We talked for, I don't know, 45 minutes or so about his spiritual journey. And there's, I know there's a, um, a clip of it that you can listen to. Uh, that would be the podcast right before this one. Mm-hmm. And we kind of talked about his spiritual journey and how he literally walked into a closet. And then all of a sudden he meditated and like his whole life changed. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a pretty crazy story. If you haven't listened to the whole episode, I would invite you to become a certified fan and check out our more mama's boy show. Cause I think it's, uh, it's like, wow, that's, that is a, that is, that is crazy, crazy, crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, what mom, your thoughts on the episode? What did you, what did you think about it? Well, you know, I'm very familiar with that story at this point. And I always love hearing it again because it is quite astounding uh, what has happened and how, you know, his life was truly, I mean, he really, he really went through a, a, a conversion experience, really. Yeah. Um, and it's been fascinating to watch. I mean, you know, all three of you are so very different and lead such different lives. And it's just a pleasure to... To be your mom and witness it, you know. We are three very different people. Very different people. Like, is there anybody else's family like this? Because I feel like y'all's families all look like y'all are the same. <laughs> At least similar. Mm-hmm. Similar, right? Like, mm-hmm. and Brian and Dramaggy and myself, we all have, like, things that are similar. But I'd say we are three very different people. You are. Um, your journeys have been very different. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. If most families are like that, though. Don't you feel like all the other friends that you have, like their kids, are kind of somewhat similar? Uh, you know, I find that most of the friends that I know well, they 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 will talk about how different their children are. Really, like mm-hmm. as different as we are? Well, maybe not quite to that extent. <laughs> I was going to say, but but they are different. You know, I, I laugh because one of Maggie's friends said one time, she said, "Y'all are the original modern family." <laughs> It's true. Remember that show? Yeah. No, <laughs> and we true. are kind of because yeah. we're all kind of going different directions and we're all kind of crazy in our own ways. And, you know, but we all um, but we've all had great lives and led very exciting lives. And it's fun. it's fun to be on the journey with you. But what do you think? I mean, thoughts on thoughts on the, the podcast itself? Yeah, I thought it was great. Um, it's hard. It's hard to understand it. If you have not been with someone that's had that type of experience before, yeah, um, it's kind of difficult to grasp it, but it is fascinating. And I hope people will listen to it and really become inquisitive about it, you know, it's weird, to, right? to do their own research about it. Because I know for myself, I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot about different types of spirituality through your brother's experience, and it's been very enriching. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty cool episode. So it's on more Mama's Boy. That's available to certified fans. That's anyone that can contribute six dollars a month to our show. You get a whole bonus show that comes out on Thursdays, and we'd love for you to join. Speaking of which, um, the, so I talked about this 
with certified fans, but I, I don't mind being pretty transparent with you guys, is that I actually did the math this weekend and we lost about I don't for whatever reason when we made the change to go to two days a week, we lost about eight people. Mm-hmm. And that was pretty scary for me because we had talked so much leading up to it right. about the change that was coming. And we talked with certified fans on the page and like, we, you know, try to give you guys at least a six months, maybe four weeks heads up or not six months, six weeks, four, six weeks heads up. Like, Hey, we're going to, you know, this is going to be a change coming soon. And I hope you understand that we just have to kind of change our schedules up a little bit because my mom's got to take care of triplets soon. And <laughs> you know, this schedule is just becoming, especially right now, I can't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what I would do if I had to record five podcasts. Oh right no. Like, I don't, Oh, I don't no. know. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be cute though. It wouldn't be cute. No, it would not um, be good. So I, you know, we, it was pretty shocking that last month we lost about eight people after all that. And it was pretty scary. And I, uh, so I started doing some math. I told I told certified fans that we we you know all since we changed to two days a week, you'll notice that we're going to have a lot less advertising on the show, especially the live reads, which are the ones that really made the most money for the podcast, right? Mm-hmm. So I knew that giving that up, we'd have to you know uh, we still have the you'll still hear some some ad inserts, right? You probably already heard one or two at this point. Uh, we don't get paid a ton for those. Uh, but really, it's really where it comes. Hey, it's Kramer for this or that. that that's really where like the, the bulk of the, the money used to come from. So we had to give that up when we went to two days a week. So I told certified fans, I'm like, hey, listen, like, you know, I, I can't have too many of you guys leaving because I, you know, this podcast is surprisingly expensive to produce. Mm-hmm. Uh, so losing eight people in a month, I mean, it was a number of, we've never lost that many people ever. Right. Um, and uh, we, I started doing the math. So the, the magic number, by the way, right now is 12. And that means if we lose 12 more certified fans, this podcast will officially be losing money. And mm. I have $400 a week in medical bills right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I I don't know how sustainable it would be. I mean, I'm not, I'm not this is not like fear mongering by any means. I'm not, we're shutting the podcast down. But after 12 more people, um, we're, we're officially losing money every mm-hmm. month. And I can't really be in a position to be losing money every month for the podcast. So I hope that you'll consider that with all of it, right? Like as you're, you know, uh, maybe sitting here listening to Certified Mama's Boy, like if you, you know, you want to see it continue to to be published and you you mean something to you, I hope that you'll either become a certified fan because knowing that like this is how we literally pay for the podcast now, uh, or, you know, if you're sitting there with your, your, your budget every month saying what can go, maybe you're a certified fan, you're like, well, well. Is my six dollar month of contribution that big? Netflix won't notice your payment. Okay, certified <laughs> mom's boy will literally go under if twelve people um, <laughs> drop out. So mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I appreciate all the support, even by pressing play. That's I mean, it's an amazing start. Nobody listens; doesn't matter. But then beyond that, if you're able to contribute six dollars a month, uh, you know, you get the fans page, you get the, uh, the bonus episodes, and uh, more to come soon when I can not have my eyes melting out of my head. All hours of the day. <laughs> right. So uh, if you want to join, text the word fans, F-A-N-S to 888-Kramer8. You can also go to the show notes of this podcast or go to certifiedmamasboy.com and join it. And you'll get instant access to all of the more Mama's Boy episodes, which a new one will release on Thursday. Um, okay. I got some headlines for you, Mom. The thing that we need to go over because I think that this is all pertaining to our lifestyle. Headline number one. Uh-oh. 13% of us are not happy 
with our sibling placement. Oh. So they did a poll. 13% mm. of people said they were not happy about their sibling placement, meaning they did not like being either the oldest, mm-hmm. the middle, the youngest, or the only child, or, you know, the... Mm. I don't like being the, the 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 fourth or fifth kids. Thirteen people said they did not like that their position of where they were in their family. Thirty nine percent of people said they liked it; they were a fan of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then forty three percent of people said they didn't really have much of an opinion. <laughs> They're like, oh. Why are you asking me these silly <laughs> questions? It doesn't seem to be that important in the big scheme of things. Um, Whether you like way, it or not, you can't change it. <laughs> no, I know. So 70% of people said that their sibling placement did shape their personality. Mm. And 43% of those people said that it actually had a positive effect on their personality, depending on where they, the oldest, the middle, the youngest, whatever, right? Mm. The, poll also, uh, the poll also asked about what's the ideal placement, right? Oh. And maybe I think the most interesting thing in this whole entire study to me was how balanced it was. Oh, because 11% said that they want to be the only child. Mm-hmm. 21% said they want to be the oldest child. 19% said they want to be the middle child. 18% said they want to be the youngest. Well, that is interesting. So it's kind of weird how, same. I mean, obviously none of you have been a middle child before. <laughs> you don't know I'm, I'm the middle child of the family. <laughs> and I think it's the worst position. I think that we are the ones that, that really that we get the short end of almost every stick. So, what would you prefer to have been? I think the youngest. I think yeah. that when I look at when I look at our dynamic, I think that Maggie has it the best in the family. Huh. Uh, Maggie, my sister, is our youngest, um, and I think. And why she, do you think she does? Why do you think she has it better than you? I, I think that by your third child, you're just you, you don't care as much anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I, I wouldn't want to be the youngest. I, th- I do think the youngest one gets the heart. I think my brother, looking at our, our family dynamic, I think my brother got it the hardest. When I you came mean the it. oldest? The oldest, yeah. Yeah. Um, my brother, I think, got it the hardest uh, for my dad and just the pressure and like, even like, y'all, y'all, y'all try to put him in this like private school and like mm-hmm. private college. It's just like all these things y'all try to do for the first child, which I don't think that I would really want all of that, right? Mm-hmm. And youngest though, Maggie's so baby to this day. Uh, Maggie's so babied um, <laughs> and still babied in, in a lot of ways. And I don't think I get a lot of that babiness, right? Like yeah. they just threw me out to the curb and said, "Figure it out yourself." <laughs> um, Poor Steve. So yeah. I think middle child is. If you ask me, I think it's it's the worst position. Mm-hmm. Um, where were you though? You were the youngest, right? No, I was middle. I had an older brother and a younger brother. Yeah. Really? Who was younger? Jimmy was younger? Yeah. Four oh, years younger. Jimmy was older than you. I didn't realize no, that. By the way, today is my Uncle Jimmy's uh, heavenly birthday. Yeah. For those who listen to the podcast a long time, my mom lost her brother, what, two years ago? Yeah. And so today would be his heavenly birthday. Yeah. Um, do you do you like being the middle child? Did you think that was was beneficial or, or do you oh. like your placement? Yeah, I thought it was great. Plus, I was the only girl. Yeah, I think only girl too. Mm-hmm. I think that mm-hmm. plays a lot to it as well. Yeah. I think that there was a lot of benefits of being the only, yeah. only female. In the oh, family. the spoil brat, no doubt about it. Yeah. Either of my brothers would have been happy to say so. No, I know. How are you uh, feeling, by the way, with Uncle Uncle Jimmy's birthday today? You know, it always saddens me because, you know, he died so young. I mean, he would have been 67 today. Yeah. Um, 
So, yeah, it's it just, you know, there's a sort of an empty place in my heart. Yeah. Um, he was my, you know, last family member. Right. Uh, so it feels, it feels, a, it always feels a little bit lonely in a strange sort of way. Mm-hmm. Like you all that like history, you know, all that history you had in your family is gone. Right. Um, so yeah, it always saddens me, but yeah, you know, and he died suddenly. I know these anniversaries are tough, are never easy. It's tough, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I really, I had a, um, I had a, an interesting day with Uncle Jimmy today. Um, I just, I saw on Facebook that it was, it would have been his birthday. Right. And uh, I just had a lot of appreciation for him today. You know, he obviously mm-hmm. wasn't my brother, but I just, uh, he was always a really fun, if anything, he was a really fun person in my life. Yes. Um, and he really he just, loved you. you yeah. It's just special. fun, man. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. And so I just had a, a lot of a lot of appreciation for for Uncle Jimmy and what he had kind of mm-hmm. been in my life. You know, he was always a big supporter of everything that I did. Didn't he matter was. what kind of show I was doing, he was he was supporting it. He was there. So he listened to everyone. Every show it doesn't matter. He'd find it mm-hmm. he'd, and he'd he'd listen and you know, yeah. So I I miss him and I definitely have a lot of appreciation for him today. But I'm sorry yes. you're going through that. I know it's not easy. Yeah. Uh, okay. Next headline. Moms are far more likely than dads to demand grandchildren. Oh, demand. So a poll asked a thousand adults if their parents had ever pressured them to have children of their own. The when are you going to have grandchildren question, as you'd expect, maybe it's uh, it's a pretty common thing. And our mom is usually the one to do it. 21% of non-parents say that their mom has asked for grandkids, well, only 8% said their dad has. 8% of their in-laws have applied the pressure too. And then 3% say the same thing about, sorry, their mother, 8% of their their Mm mother-in-laws have put pressure and only 3% said their father-in-law have. Mm -hmm. Um, So thoughts on that, mom? As a a grandmother-to-be, my sister is pregnant (laughs) with triplets right now. <laughs> Do you feel like there was any pressure placed on Dramagi to have kids? Was I I never felt it when I was married. No. I, never, I don't think you wanted me to recreate with that woman, though. <laughs> um, so that's probably why there's no pressure. It's probably the opposite. Mm-hmm. You were slipping her birth control pills and her food. <laughs> um, do you feel like you put any pressure on on Dramagi too? No, I hope I didn't. I mean, she had a lot of self-inflicted pressure because, you know, she wanted babies and all of her friends were getting pregnant. She was the last one, just like they all got married and she was the last one, you know. Um, So, you know, now she's now she's going to have three at one time and her friends are still trying to have babies. (laughs) (laughs) More than one. She's got three more than anybody else. uh Anybody else probably, you know, she's caught up. But I think the reason I'm not surprised that it's more women because, you know, it's it's our maternal instincts, Yeah, you know, uh, more so than men. So that doesn't surprise me. But I hope I never I don't think I put any pressure on her or or you all because I'm fine not having grandchildren, but I'm thrilled to be having them, too. So I feel like having triplets is kind of like playing catch up when you would go with people like I think like back in the day, like. You ever show up to a party late and you got to play catch up? 
And like by <laughs> yeah. drinking a lot of alcohol, right. like all of a sudden you're yeah. the drunkest and everybody you're two else. Or three drink, drinks behind. Uh-huh. Yeah, I feel like having triplets is kind of like that. You're like, holy shit! Now I've got three kids. <laughs> like that was more than I expected. Mm. That was it. That's it's uh, a lot. I want you to answer this question too. The survey talked about the uh, name the ideal number of kids to have. Hmm. What yeah, do you think I, most people say? Well, I don't know, but I know that my experience with three is good. Um, I, I just, I, I don't know. Maybe if I didn't have three, I wouldn't think so. But, you know, I liked having two boys and a girl, and I liked having three kids, and, you know. It's just good. But I would have been happy with two. I th- I think I would not have been as pleased with just one. So at most, no one in 2023 wants more than three or four max. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The most common answer was two, by the way. Mm-hmm. That was, uh, that was the, the, the most common answer that two was the best, but nobody really wants more than three or four. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, what do you think after two, uh, the most, when people, when they ask, the question is ideal number of kids to have two is number one. What's the next one? Three. Zero. Oh, none. The second answer is no kids. Wow. So two and then zero, uh, okay. only 5% said they wanted more than, uh, four kids. Okay. Um, but some wow. people said they still want a really big family. 1% of people said they would like to have at least 15 kids. What? So. <laughs> what? Wow. That is a, wow. a lot of children. A lot of children. But wow. uh, number one answer, two. Number two answer, zero. So. Wow. There's a little uh, headlines that caught the attention of Certified Mama's Boy this week. Very interesting. All right. Let's do Ask My Mom. I'm getting a little behind in these messages, y'all. Sorry. Um, we This is an advice segment that we we do. And if you're ever going through a dilemma and need some advice from a real-life mom, uh, feel free to go to CertifiedMomsBoy.com and tell us your dilemma. My mom then will uh, go through the messages and she'll you know pick out one and she'll read it on the podcast. And then she'll give you her motherly advice. She's been a mom now for 44 years. And then we as your podcast a family. Time. It's a long time. It's a lot of momming. Uh, and then... <laughs> We, as uh, your podcast family, will try to give you our two cents as well. So what's happening today, Mom? Okay. Dear Mama Nancy, I'm spending Thanksgiving with my husband's family and dreading it. Now, how many thousands of people could have written that one? (laughs) It's the most relatable thing we've said on the podcast all day. It is. Whenever I see my sister-in-law, she brings up my husband's ex-wife in conversation. It really irritates me. I asked my husband about it, and he said she meant nothing by it. But I don't want to discuss any of my husband's exes with his family or anyone else. I like his family, but this comes up every visit. He tells me I'm way too sensitive. I told him he was not supporting me and that he needed to step up and protect me, whether I was right or wrong. So what do I do next? Should I call her in advance and say that it's off limits? Or should I suck it up and try to ignore it? Thanks for taking time to read my message on the podcast. Thanks for sending it in. Um, I think, oh gosh, first of all, I think that's incredibly disrespectful um, to talk about, about your husband's ex-wife with you in the room. Good or bad, you think it's disrespectful? 
Oh, I think it's very disrespectful. Yeah, either way. Yeah. I mean, that has nothing to do with their relationship now. Right. And and uh, they should be talking about what the two of them are doing, mm. not anything about what he did in the past with her or what she did in the past. That doesn't. That should not matter. Really, it should not matter. So I think that's very disrespectful. And I think that if my husband couldn't say something, I don't think it's insensitive. I don't think I would like it either. Um, I would, yeah, I would call her up and just um, tell her that it makes me feel really uncomfortable and that I would appreciate it if she could try to understand that, you know, that it bothers me and I would prefer for her not to talk about any of his exes in front of me and just see what she says. Maybe she doesn't realize it, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I think that's what I would do, though. I don't know. Because that's terrible to every time, every time. Yeah. I mean, that's, that is not going to be good if that continues. I don't know how long you've been married, but I would hate a lifetime of that. I, I, yeah, this is awkward, right? Anytime we talk about in-law stuff, it's all family in-law. It's just like so many weird, like so much can go wrong. You know what I mean? Mm. By making the wrong move. Yeah. When you're like the, the odd person out, you know? So, um, I mean, perhaps there's someone else in the family that she feels like could be more understanding that she could talk to. So you feel like you should say something, though. That's the part where, like, I don't know. I think I'd have to. I don't know that I would call ahead of time. I just don't know that would go well. You know, I don't know how. I'm just trying to think, like. Well, you certainly don't want to talk about it in the moment. I just, I think that may be one of those things you just have to kind of let go. Oh. You know? Like, Hmm. you're a guest in their house. Like, it's not your home. I'm not saying that that means you're supposed to feel uncomfortable, but I think that you also are just like, okay, it's it's like, it's like going to a movie, like, uh, like a movie you don't like or something. You know what I mean? Where it's like, okay, this is, this is a, a, a finite amount of time. It's obviously important for my husband, for me to be here or like going to see like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I can't, but something that you don't want to go to. Knowing that, like, you kind of you kind of have to go, but, like, it's not going to make or break your existence. So you might as well just, like, make the best of it, right? And say, okay, like, they might talk about the ex, but, like, whatever. It's not worth – it all depends on how, like, I don't know. It depends on, like, their, you know, the family, how they are in general. But I just think that more could come from it that would be negative than – Than her just tolerating it? Yeah. If it's nothing like, – it's, it's not like – it's just her talking about the ex, you know, it's not like, to me, it's just not that to me, to me, it wouldn't be that bad versus what could come from it. Of just even you have to take the energy to like call, talk about it. Then what's going to be said behind your back. How are they going to treat you once you get there? Like I'm all about, I'm all about a good boundary, but I feel like there's sometimes with family that are not yours that like, you just kind of kind of suck some things up. Hmm. And I think this might fall into that category. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what do you think? 888-Kramer8, 888-Kramer8. You can call us, you can text us, whatever. Like, have you been in a spot like this before? Like, do they need to like suck it up? You know, Does she just need to say, well, you know, okay, so this is annoying, but whatever. Um, because, Or is it worth like stirring the pot over just 
her sister-in-law talking about her ex, you know, her, his ex, you know, I don't know. To me, I don't think it'd be worth it, but 888-Kramer8, maybe you've been in a spot like this and, uh, yeah, we can, uh, we can talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, really quick Thursday show is we got a few things already lined up for Thursday. One thing is one of my mom's friends passed away, which seems like it's going to be a reoccurring theme. Mom, as, as you're getting older, I feel like we're going to mm. talk, but you were actually saying that, that you were, that you're glad she passed away, which I don't know mm. how common that is, but I think if you've had someone pass uh, in your life, I want to see if my mom's feelings hit you the same way. So Thursday, we'll talk about that on more mama's boy and you can join us uh, over there for that. All right, mom, that's going to do it for you today. I love you. Honey. I love you forever. I will say that you guys have been super supportive and I appreciate that. Like um, it's been hard because obviously I've been away from many things that I would prefer not to be away from. Um, You know, I, I, I kind of miss social media. Um, and that, that week we took off, I, you know, I missed being here with you. And I knew it was a necessity. I'm, I miss not being live on the radio for four hours a day. I'm having to cut back some of my hours. And so just, I know that like, if I push myself, it's just, it's going to take way longer to heal. But unfortunately I'm going to be honest with you. Like just living normal life is like, it's really hard right now. It is tough. And most of you guys have been supportive and certified fans. Thank you for your, your comments too. You know, there's, there's been, Obviously, some disappointment that we're not five days a week anymore. I think most of you guys get it when it comes to just the scheduling and the uh, the overwhelmingness and the making six dollars per show, and it just didn't make sense anymore to keep going. You know, especially with the, with the triplets coming. So, I hope that you will support our show. Uh, you know, by pressing play or by a six dollar a month donation. And I just appreciate you being here and hanging in here with us while we're trying to like heal and figure out this new chapter of Certified Mama's Boy. Okay, that's it for today. Thanks for listening to my son's podcast, Certified Mama's Boy. Be sure to review and subscribe and tell your friends. Love you forever.